I'm not sure if you're aware, Sean, but spooky season is upon us. Some people like the gentle sort of tremors, the hair going up on the back of your neck, and some people love to be freaking fully scared. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Whether we're talking about being at a fun party, trick-or-treating, or being chased by ancient evil through a rue morgue in the English countryside. God, I love this season so much. Damn, I love Halloween. My name is Brian Oak, and welcome to episode 347 of The Brian Oak Show. Do you know how good Bauhaus is? Yes, I do. Oh! And yes, they wore black. Plenty of guy liner. But there are a few bands that have worked as hard and been as successful at evoking that insecurity, that thing just on the other side, that thing just around the corner, that you don't know what it is. Oh, so good. And they couldn't make it last forever, of course, but then they did get back together. I saw them last year at the Cruel World Festival in California, in Pasadena, and... I'm going to be honest, I don't think they're all in the best health. Peter Murphy, lead singer, literally looked like someone who would be singing the song to you as he chased you through the graveyard. When being a weird theater kid as I was, like, you got to hear songs like this and artists like this. When I switched from sports to theater and found my people, Uh (laughs) like this was the sort of thing where you're like... I don't know what's happening here, but I like it. I like what's going on and right These now. guys are the godfathers of goth, right? Yes. But I mean, but there's a lot of other variations underneath that. Like Echo and the Bunnymen had a slightly spooky tinge Ministry. to them. Oh, they got real yeah. spooky later on. Yes, once, yes. Once Al found drugs, he decided, let's do all the evil things. And, um, and they did successfully. There were so many good bands in this vein back in the day. And there still are great spooky bands. My daughter's a huge fan of a band called Ice Nine Kills. She's now traveled four times to see them and leaves again on Thursday, next Thursday, to go see them again. And then she and I are going to Huntington Beach, California to see the Darker Waves Festival. Anyway, there's lots of great music out there. It is the Brian Oak Show. Here we are in the Smart Start MN studio. Without them, we are nothing. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What that means is if you drink and drive, you're going to get popped. Hopefully you don't hurt yourself. Hopefully you don't hurt anybody else. But you're still going to be in a lot of trouble because your license is gone. And... And trying to live a life where you don't drive, it's difficult, to say the very least. They'll get you back into your car quicker and for cheaper than you otherwise might imagine. Yeah, something like one in seven Minnesotans has had a DUI. So really? So if you or someone you know happens to get a DUI, mm. uh, get a hold of us or go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. Plus, Ed and Mike are, and their entire crew, they're music heads, they're fans, they're cool people, and it, it, for as difficult as that process is going to be, they're going to make it a slightly more enjoyable experience. Nobody can fix what you broke, but they can help you get back to some sense of normalcy. Yeah, they won't shame you. They won't do any of that stuff. They'll help you get uh, back into a vehicle and be able to drive. You just have to blow into this little doohickey and... It'll start the car right up. And if I'm not mistaken, it turns it into a hover car. You can fly like the Jetsons. That is true. That's true. That's not true at all. Um, Scott McKay, the mortgage guy, also our most recent addition to the Brian Oak Show. He works at Edge Home Finance, and he does what he does, and he does it well. And the only reason I know that, I have not used him professionally before, but my friend Sean swears by this dude. I like him. Yeah, he's a he's a really good dude, and he's a huge music fan, and he he listens to the episodes of uh, that we do, which is. It's encouraging to me that he hears these yeah. <laughs> hears these shows. Um, we sat the, uh, down the other day and just talked about what's changing in the mortgage world right now. Of course, we know about the interest rates, and a lot of people are like, oh, real estate must be awful right now with the interest rates. I'm like, well, it depends on your state of life and what you want to do. And if you're tired of renting, you're tired of renting and paying somebody else's mortgage. Um, you might want other options. Well, there's a thing uh, that is happening that he just, I did, I was not familiar with this program, but it is in effect an interest rate buy down. What? So it's so the seller pays for it. Yeah. So let's just imagine there's a seller that is having a little bit of a tough time selling their home. Go on. They can actually pay down the interest for the first five years as an incentive to buy their home. 
I'm wow. like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this program existed. Do I know all the ins and outs of it? No, I don't, Brian, but that's why you need to get a hold. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. I'm glad I asked. Yeah, it's a really cool program. I mean, I got to like thoroughly go through it and how it works and all that sort of stuff, um, but he's still... I'd strongly suggest you contact Scott instead of me on this when it comes to a mortgage. <laughs> Since you've told me just now that you've never heard of it before, yeah. definitely get a hold I of Scott McKay. I'm like, interest rate buy-downs. I mean, you mean like an arm? He's like, no, no, it's not. Please do not say that it's anything like an Which arm. you it's, just did, and everyone's going to be like, I think John said it's like an arm. No, it's not okay. like an arm. All right, all right. Absolutely not. So, um, which I believe is adjustable rate mortgage is what that acronym is. Again, I, you might as well be speaking... I don't know, ancient Sumerian right now. I you know, in the theme of the show right now, I should just tell the quick ghost story about the man with the golden arm. But I'm not going to. I'm just going to say contact Scott today, Scott McKay, the mortgage guy, at 612-875-4338. His super robotic uh, NMLN... LM, what is it? I thought you were the realtor. It's his NMLS number right. is 332-068. Have we satisfied our legal obligations? I think we have. I think Excellent, because I would like to get to, to today's <laughs> guest. Now, I always pick a song right here or have Sean pick a song, but I want to get to today's guest because she's been a guest on this show uh, before, and she's wonderful. She's talented. She's incredible and apparently loves Halloween almost as much as I do. And she's got a very special Halloween event oriented, something slightly spooky, but still very enjoyable. Coming up this weekend, Leslie Vincent returns to the Brian Oak Show next. But first, I wanted to share one of my very, very favorite junctions of jazz singing, 40s and 50s style, uh, with spooky subject matter. Now, K-Star is an American jazz singer, and she was of Irish-American descent and Iroquois descent, and she was the toast of the town for a long time. Everybody loved her, up to and including, you know, let's remember that America was still incredibly segregated in the 40s and 50s, but there were lots of African-American female jazz vocalists who were like, K-Star is the one white girl who has it. They absolutely loved her. And I think you'll know why. And here she works with like five other groups. But this is one of those great 1940s productions. It's called The Headless Horseman, K-Star. Happy Halloween from The Brian Oak Show. Cues. 
Take a look at the people who ignored the old good book. Change your ways, you'll find it pays. Cause you can't be a hate if you ain't kind of crazed, I guess you'd say. Take our word, we know what we're talking about. Now this is a pretty spooky thing we're doing here. You don't mind if I turn on another light, do you? Hmm? I love Halloween music so much. And that one, you know, like, yes, you listen to Bauhaus. Yes, you listen to other creepy stuff. If you're boring and basic, you listen to Thriller by Michael Jackson. Nothing personal. I like Michael Jackson a lot. But throwing throwing things like that in, you know, like I'm done with Ghostbusters. I'm cool. Ray Parker Jr., totally cool. Done with it. All right. But, uh, you know, uh, that right there, K-Star, she got initial popularity when she was little, like a preteen on local radio stations in Oklahoma. And then at one point, she started making the rounds, moved out east, and at one point, Glenn Miller, arguably the most successful band leader of that era, his female singer went sick, and she recorded two tracks with him at the age of 16. Wow. And then, of course, had a storied career and passed away in her 90s due to Alzheimer's back in 2016, but just one of my all-time favorites right there, K-Star. Speaking of an all-time favorite you know we've had a lot of cool people on the show it's episode 347 of the brian oak show and we try to focus focus on people that are doing things around town that are interesting that help build the fabric that help move things forward that help i don't know inform a part of what we are and one of my favorites who's ever been in this room and now returns today is leslie vincent hi leslie Oh, hi. How are you? I'm chilling. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, I, I slept in later than I used to get to sleep in, and I feel pretty good. I could use a little coffee, but other than that, I'm doing all right. You, um, you know, we've had you on before, so we're not going to go all the way deep into the backstory, but last time you were on, you were either about to be or were recently married, I think recently married, and recently celebrated your second year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I don't like to dive too deep into people's personal lives. I don't like to go TMZ and People magazine on it but you seem to be wearing it well it looks like it's marriage is suiting you yeah i'm a fan yeah well and if anybody knows you on social media your profile picture on facebook is you on your wedding day you wear that pretty well as well oh thank you it's that's... a really good picture thank and you, you know it don't you i you do know... that's why i made it my profile <laughs> picture <laughs> what else has been going on for you i mean we're going to talk about your halloween gig coming up this weekend but how else has life been treating you good life has been incredibly busy i just opened a theater show yesterday Go on. i had to duluth tomorrow to play uh, a show and then i have the halloween show saturday so booked booked up my schedule gonna gonna finish out the year um going full tilt and then january no one will hear from me <laughs> what is the theater show I'm doing a production of The Marvelous Wonderettes out at Sidekick Theater. Where is that? Uh, it's in Bloomington. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I mean, to Bloomington, not to the theater. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Good. oh. I mean, give us, a, give us a little bit about the show. What's The Marvelous Wonderettes? It's, uh, it's a 50s, 60s jukebox musical. So yeah, act nice. one is uh, four, four girls at their high school prom. Act two is the same four characters uh, at their 10-year high school reunion. Right. So um, four-part, beautiful female harmonies. Um, and then kind of running the gamut from um, from uh, lipstick on your collar, you know, that kind of Connie Francis mm-hmm. era through like respect, um, wow. uh, the blossoms, uh, Shangri-Las, things like that. So uh, super fun, gorgeous costumes and uh, just a just a crowd pleaser. How long does the show run? <laughs> I a totally couple, until my calendar says it stops. I believe it's mid November. Oh, okay. good. So if a person still wanted to get tickets and oh, go to yeah. that show, they could do that. Absolutely. I'm just saying a person Where that's interested in seeing you perform in that show. Yeah, a yeah, person that's passionate about me. Oh, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, where would people go to find out more? Just sidekicktheater.com. Uh, Great. That would be the place to go. They Excellent. have the details. They have the details. When other people forget. Well, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, let me ask you this thing. So is this the kind of show that you put together with friends? Or, I mean, you're kind of past the point of having to audition for anything, aren't you? This show I had done before. So I just got a text from the director. I said, want to do it again? Do it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah all and right. I said, all right. okay. 
I loved doing it the first time. So, were there times in your young burgeoning career, which you're still very young, Thank but you. I mean, but that well, it's true. <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, look over here. Look what's <laughs> look what's waiting for you. Look, look, <laughs> stare into the future. All right, stare into the future, Leslie. But were there times when you were young that for things like this, or even to get into a venue, were there auditioning times, or was it always just like, no, Leslie Vincent's the <laughs> shit? No, I, she's I, coming I in. auditioned for everything. <laughs> Did you? Oh yeah. And did you get everything? No. No. There's so many things I didn't get. What are those days like then? So, I mean, like, because when I, you're successful enough that you perform for a living now, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's pretty amazing. That is kind of rarefied air right there. Doesn't mean you're Celine Dion, but it does mean that you get to do what you love for a living. Mm-hmm. And you also get the freedom to take January off and say, bye. Mm. But what were those days like early on where you're auditioning and the phone doesn't ring or nobody gets back? What's that like? You know, I think when I first started it was really hard emotionally because mm-hmm. you you put so much of your heart out there and then you think it's really personal but the older I get and the more I I produce or I'm kind of on the other side of the table the more that I really have taken to heart that it's usually not about you and so much of theater is relationship building right. I, at this point I don't really audition because if someone wants me they'll just say hey do you want to come do this yeah and if I have a you know if I like working with them I'll say yes mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is, you know, you, you want to work with people that, you know, it's just easier when you have that shorthand. And so I've learned to take it, um, way less personally than I used to. When's the last time someone told you no? Mm. Professionally. And you don't don't have to give any details. No, that's fine. I, I will say I've been trying to book out of town Uh and I haven't gotten a lot of no's, but I have gotten a lot of ghosts. Ah. So. Hey, um, we'll let you know. No, not even that. Oh, Just really? no response. Which, really? you know, it, I get it because I'm an unknown commodity to them. So, But I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying. And then when you do get a yes, um, like Madison, Wisconsin's been incredibly supportive um, you just kind of try to leverage that to other towns. Well, I mean, and you have to build your markets, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know people who've been doing this for 20 plus years and they don't tour around the entire country mm-hmm. because, well, they, there are places that they hit and places that nobody gave a damn. And mm-hmm. so you kind of build your tours around those. Mm-hmm. And like you said, slowly grow it into somewhere else. How has the music of Leslie Vincent changed in the last five years? I mean, astronomically. I I really, I just did a gig with George Maurer this weekend who Mm -hmm. got me into this world. And, you know, when I started, I really was just trying to recreate some of these jazz singer sounds, K-Star, Julie London, um, really more of that great American songbook singing. And then this summer I went down to Nashville. I did a three-day jazz institute where I got to dive deeper into, into the music of jazz and interpreting it as a singer. And just really opened my eyes to the possibilities and it's helped me find more of my own voice, my own sound, my own interpretation. So I feel like the more I do it, the less I'm imitating and the more I'm creating my own kind of thing. You're telling me you actually learned more about yourself at a three-day jazz institute. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's genius right there because all my favorite musicians, whether they've been at it for five years, whether they've been at it for 50 years, they all seem to have this certain idea that you're nowhere near perfect yet. There's a long way to oh. go. I haven't found out, even scratched the surface maybe in some cases, where there's so much more to know and it's never going to stop evolving. And I like what you said because I've seen tons of great cover bands and I've seen lots of great tribute acts. But until someone finds their voice, they don't really get to distinguish themselves from mm-hmm. the pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what um, when it comes to this coming weekend, um, I don't want to dive too far into it. We're going to get it. I know I can see you're excited. <laughs> you, you were rocking in your chair like someone who's about to get a piece of chocolate cake. Sadly, <laughs> oh, it sounds so good. Doesn't right it now. sound good? Like double chocolate yes. cake with a hot cup of coffee. Oh, oh my gosh. Why are you doing this to me? Well, he oh. started it. Well, you, but you, <laughs> but a hot cup of black coffee yes, and chocolate. All right, Sean, will you go get that while we listen to a song? I want to hear a song first, and then we're going to come back and talk. I love that you're fanning yourself. Don't go get us coffee and cake. I'm already fat enough. Um, Before we get into talking about your Halloween gig coming up this weekend, let's go ahead and set the mood a little bit, shall we? Why'd you pick this particular song? Oh, man. I'm on a Betty Hutton kick. I love this idea of taking songs and making them really theatrical, right? Not surprising. I love this intersection of jazz and theatricality, and I think Betty Hutton slays it and i think this song is hilarious uh 
every time I, I'm, I'm practicing and I'm working through it, I always laugh at certain lines because I just think they're funny. Finally found a fella Almost completely divine But his vocabulary Is killing this romance of mine We get into an intimate Situation And then begins this Romeo's conversation. He says murder, he says, every time we kiss, he says murder, he says, at a time like this, he says murder, he says, is that the language of love? He says, solid, he says. Takes me in his arms, he says, solid, he says. Meaning all my charms, he says, solid, he says. Is that the language of love? He says, a chick, chick, you torture me. Are we living? I'm thinking of leaving him flat. He says, dig, dig, the jumps the old ticker is given. He can't talk plainer than that. He says, murder, he says. Every time we kiss, he says, murder, he says. At a time like this, he says, murder, he says. In that impossible time, it will bring on nobody's murder but his own. He says, Jackson, he says. And my name's Marie, he says, Jackson, he says. Shoot the snoop to me, he says, Jackson, he says. Is that the language of love? He says, woof, woof, he says. When he lights my hat, he says, he says, what the heck is that? He says, woof, he says. Is that the language of love? He says, hep, hep, with helium now, babe. We're cooking in other expressions to wit. He says we're in the groove, the groove is good looking. He sounds like his uppers don't fit. He says murder. He says murder. And we says murder in an impossible time. I've told him over and over and over again that it'll be nobody else's murder. Boy, buddy. For some reason, I miss that Betty Hutton was that Betty Hutton, the Betty Hutton of Hollywood fame, of Broadway fame, of recording fame. I saw it when you put it up there, and I didn't realize that it was that Betty Hutton. So I started doing a little digging here. Raised in Detroit during the Great Depression by a single mother who worked as a bootlegger. Hutton began performing as a singer from a young age, entertaining patrons of her mother's speakeasy. I mean, she grew up in the crucible of danger and illegality, and eventually, because she was so popular and lovely to look at, and incredibly, her comedic timing was brilliant. I know Betty Hutton. I've seen Annie Get Your Gun, where she plays Annie Oakley. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that she had that kind of musical background. Now I've got homework. Thank you very much, oh, Leslie Vincent. you're going to have a really good time with her. It's my kind of thing. I mean, and I like to go all over the map on vocal jazz. I like going back to the 30s with the Boswell sisters. I just bought Betty uh, Wright yesterday, and um, yeah, you can take a look at that. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a vinyl collector, and it's, um, you like it? Yeah. Do you have a turntable? Yeah. Oh, I have two. It's yours. Um, no, no, no. Uh, why not? Well, I don't know. It was nice of you to come <laughs> by. You spent your time today. You can have it. I have Betty Wright. I, I have other stuff. I don't have that particular record, but it's in gorgeous shape, and you can have it. Um, anyway, I like to dig around. I love female vocal jazz, and I always have, you know? Nothing wrong with the dudes, but, I mean, when you hear a woman like Betty Hutton ripping it right there, mm. or even the Boswell sisters with those almost impossibly close harmonies mm-hmm. just jumping around, 
It excites me. I, I like it very, very much. Yeah. So um, that's cool. Before we continue with Leslie Vincent, because we are going to talk about your show. I know you're like, dude, it's 25 minutes. We haven't even mentioned my Halloween <laughs> no, show yet. We are going to next. But first, we're going to take care of a little more business with my friend Sean Bernard, who is a realtor for Remax Results. I am. And uh, it's been busy. Uh, I Surprisingly busy. But a lot of my clients are in different stages of their life where they're downsizing. Um, they are... Uh, you know, selling or, and then buying with cash and that sort of thing. Uh, I know the interest rates are high, as we mentioned earlier with Scott's uh, part of They're not that high. But, but it's all perception, right? If you pay down interest rates or you put more down on a house, your payments are going to change based on that. Right. So uh, they can work with you on that sort of thing. Or if you're renting, like I've said, you're not getting tax breaks on renting. You're paying somebody else's mortgage. So if you know a first-time home buyer it's still better to buy, in my opinion, than it is to sell. I guess depending on the place that you buy. If you're buying a place that needs 85% work, then you might want to rent for a little bit longer right. and save up your money. But if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. I donated a portion of every buy and sell to area musicians like Leslie Vincent. Oh, Leslie Vincent. She's sitting right here. She's in she our is. studio right now. I will take your money. I want to know something. Can you dance too? Are you a triple threat? Um, I don't do like uh, fancy dance, but yeah, I dance. Oh, no fancy dance. Okay, I'll do fancy that, well, I mean, like, that like, down. Like, fancy I mean, like dance. tap dancing, fan dancing. Like swing? What are we talking about? Um, I'm not a great da, tap dancer. Da, 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 and I don't da, do like, uh, da, 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 if you think about da, 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 da. ballet, like I don't do like pirouettes or like fuetes. Right. Yeah. How's your plie? Great. Okay. <laughs> this is good to know. All right. Well, we'll we'll call you. I doubt I doubt we'll see much of it because <laughs> ballet doesn't really pair well with the spooky season. But the spooky it season could. is upon. Well, I, yeah, exactly. oh, I guess I did see Black Swan. Yeah, oh, no, you're see? right. There could nice. be some crossover there. Interesting. Nice. And really thought about. Oh, I've also seen Suspiria. Have you ever seen Suspiria? Okay, it's funny you say that. That Why? is a t- number one and two movies on my wife and I's list for this season, and we haven't gotten around to watching it, but we will watch it. So there's the remake, yep. which is very good, but the original yep. has that original Italian creep factor that you simply cannot replicate in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a better movie, watch the first one first, oh, yeah. please. All okay. Right? And then the band Goblin, this weird prog rock. I, I don't know if they're German. Maybe they're Italian. Anyway, they're back on tour, but they did the soundtrack to the original oh, no. Suspiria. It is horrifying, and you're going to love it so, so much. If you like getting into the weird darkness of the season, Leslie, do you like getting into the weird darkness of the season? I do. Look at how happy she is <laughs> I right know. now. I know. I love Jesus. it. She's rocking back and forth in her seat. <laughs> you have a special holiday theme show coming up this weekend. Tell me where, tell me when, and tell me why. Okay, so this Saturday, October 21st at the Granada Theater. Which shows, is where? Which is in Uptown. I get this question a lot. So if you're familiar where, where uh, Suburban World used yes, to be. absolutely. Down the street from Majors and Quinn, right in that area of Uptown. Yep. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous theater. Um, beautiful paintings. Ceiling is absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, just the perfect spot for a Halloween show. Right. So this Saturday, the 21st, uh, show's at 7 o'clock. Doors are at 6 and uh, I just have been thinking about this show for a long, long time. I love the season. And a lot of people are surprised to hear that they're, they're spooky jazz. And I'm as we heard, there's just... We've already uh, heard a couple. There's so much. <laughs> and there's much, more coming. There's so much material. So much, so much. You know, you think about when jazz was popular, it was a really scary time for, for humans. Mm. And so I think a lot of that manifested in, in some of the music that was created and then there's tunes that maybe weren't intended to be creepy, but just are inherently creepy, like Jeepers Creepers. I hate Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> it's like, Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Which means you took someone's eyes. I, it's so creepy. Yeah, no, I agree. And every version is just like Frank Sinatra having ba, ba, a martini. Ba, ba. So Ted Godbout, who is my pianist, uh, made an incredible arrangement of it um, that's minor and, and really, really cool. And I personally am ex- really excited to share it with an audience. Um, so just thinking through some of the jazz canon and reinterpreting it for spooky season, um, we're going to do full costumes. And then uh, Keith Hovis and Zippy Lasky will also be doing a couple songs of their own. So Keith Hovis currently has a show at the History Theater that he wrote 
and he and I have collaborated on many spooky things in the past. And then Zippy Lasky <laughs> and I just co-billed a couple months ago at White Squirrel. And she has a similar energy to me where she's very um, bubbly. And, and then you hear her music and it's like zombie apocalypse. <laughs> wow. Like, what? I like it. I did not see that coming. Well, you don't see it coming from someone whose nickname is Zippy. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, I know. Right? And so I just, I had to ask her to come do some tunes. I love her approach. Um, it's almost like a, almost like a Taylor Swift meets, I don't even know, Evil Dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zippy. That's a terrible I'm, way to describe no, you, man. but no, 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 really Zippy, cool. That, I would take that as a high compliment because Taylor Swift doesn't fuck around with anything and neither do the Evil Dead. So I, I, feel, like, I feel like that's actually a really, if it's that kind of music, I, I would show up for something like that, especially really now that cool. I'm not getting up at 4 a.m. every day. So it starts, they play some songs, you play some songs, you come out in full costume. I don't want... I really, really want to ask what your costume is, but I don't want to. I don't want now to be the reveal. Okay. I want people to be there on Saturday. I, I can tell by the way you're shaking again that I'm you want to share. Pumped. You want to share. Would you rather wait for the reveal? No, or no, do you no. Want yeah, we'll wait. We'll okay, wait. All right, all right. I want to post a link to the ticket zone. I'll do that on. on oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. I'll send yep. it to you. Great. So when you explore some of these darker and weirder songs, I mean, it doesn't mean they're without fun. It doesn't mean oh. that it's a night of horror and dread with Leslie Vincent. I mean, there's still some fun there, but that spooky fun, where to me, that's what's enjoyable about Halloween. When people go to Halloween parties, I've showed you some pictures of the one I go to. It, you know, it's it's fun, right? But mm-hmm. also, it's okay to walk out in the yard and see a tree adorned with severed heads. It's, you know, as long as you know they're not real severed heads. For real. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's a fun time of year. <laughs> I love it. And the people whose house I go to, they decorate it so well that when kids come by on Halloween, they run right past the oh. house. They're like, I'm not going up to that house. I am, And these people couldn't be kinder, but they get into it. It's a fun time of year. It is. And I think, you know, I'm late to the horror game. I, I really only got into it once I started uh, dating Allison, my wife. Mm-hmm. And I didn't used to get it, but for me, I find this part of the year very cathartic. Like, I think there's something about facing our mortality, about facing some of the darker elements of life that to me feels very comfortable. Like, I think adding humor helps the darkness not feel so heavy. It's why we light jack-o'-lanterns. Mm-hmm. We've got to keep the darkness at bay because this is the time of year where that membrane between this world and the next is its thinnest, and that's what people have believed for five to 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. It's why they cut turnips into scary face shapes. It's why we light jack-o'-lanterns. You have to keep it at bay, but I also agree with you. I like it because it reminds us that we are mortal, and it doesn't mean we're all turning into demons or flesh-eating zombies. Maybe a little. Well, I mean, just for a bit. I don't want to be one forever. You know, just, maybe, just for a night. Maybe just more a of night. a revenant, sent yeah. on revenge like over a... the court. But once I exact my revenge, I crumble to dust and I finally get to rest. That sounds ideal. Yeah? Did you write a song about that? Um, I actually, I, I'm i glad you brought that up. I wrote a couple original songs um, that I used to do on the ukulele, and I just arranged them with Blake Foster, who's a musician in town, for the band. So... Um, Really taking some of my my original work and then translating it to more of a jazz feel. So I write a lot about serial killers. I listen to a lot of true crime. Any any serial killers in particular, ones that we would know? Uh, I know I make them up. They're oh. just imaginary oh, tales. So, oh, wow. Um, but I wrote a song called Final Girls Club Unite about <sighs> women surviving and then coming together to lift each other up while we try to get through life uh, unharmed. Do you play board games? Yeah. Are you familiar with the game Final Girl? No. It's one of the most celebrated games in the last five years, and there are basically 15 installments of it, all of them based on different horror movies. <laughs> I do know this. Okay, so it, but it's only a one-player game. You don't get to play it with someone else, and it's cards, and it's a board. It's called Final Girl, and it's one of... So I'm an avid, avid board game fan and play it all the time. I have groups that I play with. My daughter works at a store that sells them. I have four of them in my car right now that I haven't taken the plastic off yet because I can't stop buying them. Much like records, Final Girl has got you written all over it because it's fun. It's challenging, but literally, so you have to have the main one. Then there are, I might have exaggerated with 15, but there are no less than eight other installments, all of them based on different horror movies, all of them based on the final girl left alive running for... So where did you get the term final girl? 
Well, final girl is a term that it just that exists it? in pop culture. Interesting. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard it before I heard of the game, and the game is exceptional. You're going to love it. I'm really I'm so I'm excited, so for, excited for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when it comes to performing the spooky stuff, when, when you're going to be doing this show this weekend, do you want people to show up in costume? I do, but I haven't done a good job of telling people that. So if you're hearing this, come in costume, come ready to party, yeah. come ready to get spooky and scary with us. I'm dying to, you know what? I don't have anything going on Saturday night. I might have to come to this show because I'm, I don't even want you to tell me, even all, once we're done recording, I'm dying to know what you're going to be dressed as. It's not going to be some, <laughs> it's not going to be she some. She has that look like you, you just No, no, she, she's excited because there are years. So I go to this Halloween party I've gone to for more than 30 years. There are years where I'm like, this costume sucks. And then there are years where I'm like, I am going to own fucking Halloween. You've got to look on your face like a woman who's going to own Halloween. Thank you. <laughs> Except I imagine I won't be able to recognize you when you come wandering out. Oh. I just had a vision. What is it? Nope, 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 nope. Okay. <clears throat> but I'll tell you what, if it's not what you're going to do this year, you would make an exceptional, what's her name? The Maleficent. Oh. You got the right eyes. You got the right coloration. I'm just saying. That could be really cool. Down the road. I may uh, have put in a instrumental for a costume change. You never oh. know with me. Anything could happen. Yeah. Nice. No, I doubt that she did, Sean. That was probably oh. just a tease. I yeah. wonder if she might have. <laughs> Let's get another song before we wrap things up here. Um, Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt occupies a very interesting place in pop culture to me because she was widely respected, well-recognized, but she also at a time where it wasn't necessarily cool for a black woman to play the vamp or to play the the darker end of things, especially with the level of success she'd achieved, she did it anyway, and she didn't give a fuck, and mm-hmm. she's kind of cool in that regard. She's the coolest. Yeah. So tell me about this song. Why'd you want to play it? So I played Jeremy Messersmith's Halloween show last year at the mm-hmm. Fitz, and mm-hmm. he actually uh, asked me to do this song. And that's where, once I did that show, that's where I really was like, I want to do my own Halloween show. Um, and again, I, I love, um, I'm, I'm bubbly, but I also love playing a villain. If I can choose anything <laughs> to play on stage, I want to play Miss Hannigan. I want to play Ursula. I just, I don't know. I love that kind of stuff. And so every lyric in this song, even if it's, um, you know, uh, not not contemporary. I really just relate to it. I feel it in my soul. And sometimes I also want to be evil. I've posed for pictures with ivory soap. I've petted stray dogs and shied clear of dope. My smile is brilliant. My glance is tender. But I'm noted most for my unspoiled gender. I've been made Miss Rheingold, though I never touch beer. And I'm the person to whom they say, you're sweet, my dear. The only etchings I've seen have been behind glass. And the closest I've been to a bar was at ballet class. Prim and proper. The girl who's never been cased. Well, I'm tired of being pure and not chaste. Like something that seeks its level. I want to go to the devil. I want to be evil. I want to spit tax. I want to be evil and cheat at jacks. I want to be wicked, I want to tell lies, I want to be mean and throw mud pies, I want to wake up in the morning with that dark brown taste, I want to see some dissipation in my face, I want to be evil. More than that, I want to be bad, I want to be evil, and trump an ace, just to see my partner's 
parachute pool And in the theater I want to change my seat Just so I can step on everybody's feet I want to be evil Sing songs like the guy who cries. I wanna be horrid. I wanna drink booze and whatever I've got. I am eager to lose. I wanna be evil, little evil me. That is exceptional, and it's why Eartha Kitt remains a unique figure. I mean, like, there are other great singers out there, right? There are other great vamps out there. There are other great people who crossed over into popular culture. Catwoman says what? Um, But then (laughs) she didn't really have a peer. There's never really been anybody else like Eartha Kitt. No. It's kind of amazing. Yes. Do you feel the same way about Leslie Vincent? No. What? Eartha No. I just, I'm just out here... Doing my thing. Well, we are lucky to have you, though. <laughs> the Twin <laughs> Cities are I'm so glad lucky you're to doing have you. your thing. That's so nice. Uh, and because we do pay attention. So you've got the big show coming up on Saturday. You are going to be at the Granada Theater. You are going to be doing your Halloween seasonal-themed show going on, full costumes, possibly a costume change. You are so excited right now. I know this has been a year in the works, right? I mean, this has been a year yeah, in the making. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for a long time. Uh-huh. And just, you know, when you, when you gig, you have a lot of downtime, right? So when you play with the same people... You just kind of hang out, spitball ideas. So we've been spitballing ideas for months. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? Yeah. Let's try this. So just to see that come together, it's just really, really neat. Do you want me to show up after about the seventh song dressed as a giant spider and attack the audience? Yes. Only if we had a little more time to plan. I don't know where we're going to get the giant spider costume, but I am available Saturday night. Leslie Vincent, you also do lots of other things. You, in addition to being sort of the new Elvira, the new queen of the spooky season. (laughs) I couldn't stop. Are you going to be dressed as Elvira? No. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's a good idea, though. No, I got good ideas for the future. Yeah, okay. Well, I imagine after the level of enjoyment and anticipation you have, if this goes anywhere close to plan, we're going to be seeing a lot more of these down the road, which I'm looking forward to. You don't just do holiday-themed music. You also have a record and a brand new video out. Tell us. Yeah, so I put out uh, my latest jazz record about last night earlier this summer, and the music video for Psychedelics With You came out uh, just a couple days ago, so I shot it out at Crooners um, on their main stage, which yeah. is beautiful and red and very grand. And uh, I shot it with Justin and uh, Kristen Shack, who I've done some short films with. And when we sat down to kind of ideate on the song, you know, it's one thing just to kind of capture a live performance, but we talked about making it kind of weird and kind of trippy. And so, um, well, it is called psychedelics. It is with called you, psychedelics so with you. So that, that makes sense. Um, mm. But I, I want also want to capture just the joy that my bandmates and I have on stage. You know, when we're playing, we've been we've been playing together for so long that we can look at each other, make each other laugh, and I want to capture that energy because you you can hear it on the record, but you can't see it. So um, I love how it turned out. We had a lot of fun making it, and it just gets weird in a way that I really enjoy. What if somebody said, well, I like Leslie Vincent and I don't have her new record, nor have I seen the video. What's the best place to go and remedy all of that? Two good places. The first is my website, www.lesliedellavincent.com. And the other is social media. I love social media. I'm always posting. Um, So I'm on Facebook and Instagram and uh I'm only on Twitter when my wife sends me memes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not Twitter anymore. It's oh, yeah, X. X. Welcome to the future, Leslie. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. 
<laughs> not me. I got banned from Twitter years ago, about two years ago. And because it was an old work email, I can't get back in. Oh. And you know what I did? Hmm. Turned my back on it and walked away. And my day, my days have not been any worse for lack of Twitter. Yeah, I, I'm. Because luckily it. there's garbage piles like Instagram and TikTok to turn my attention to. Absolutely. So website and social. That's the best uh, place right. to find my show schedule and my music. And I, like, I'm assuming you're on Bandcamp, so if people go on like Bandcamp Friday, you can actually make, not much, but a handful of coppers from the selling of your music? Hey, I totally can. It's the best place to go just because their margins are the best, musicians. Absolutely. musicians. And, like, I, There's a lot of people like, well, I stream on Spotify, or I've listened to it on iHeart, or whatever else. It's like, well, actually, the artist makes very little money from yeah. those streams. They appreciate the listens. It's nice for you to catch the music there. But if you really want to support them, buy their merch at events and go to places like Man Camp because they can actually make a little bit of Absolutely. money off that. So. Did you say Man Camp? I did. That was the name of our, uh, <laughs> our quest, our big quest uh, camp that we did, a non-military related camp. Sorry, I just okay, <laughs> just going okay. with it. Well, mm-hmm. it's man camp. It got weird. Uh, <laughs> it did. It got weird. Band, well, you made it weird by saying man camp. camp because you said man camp. I said band camp. Well, I would like a little more articulation. In well, the, the good thing place. we're recording this. All this right. Very good. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, you go ahead and start making the paper trail now, son. My name is Brian. His name is Sean. Her name is <laughs> Leslie. And Leslie is super fun. So, Leslie, I, let me ask you this. I know that you have mapped out a very, very busy self- time for yourself right now. This is just one of 18 things you're doing in about a two-week period, and you're going to be busy through the end of the year. And you said January, you're going to vanish. Yeah. No one's going to hear from you. I love hunkering down in January. I'm not afraid of the cold, but the idea of a January off sounds like a fucking dream. What do you have? I mean, because also, I mean, you started thinking about this Halloween show a year ago. Do you have thoughts about 2024? Is there anything that you're dying to do? Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I want to write more music and I want to play more places. So I really want to play out of town, um, build some other communities and meet new people. Um, I went, I played Madison a couple weeks ago and I... I made so many friends in two days. It was ridiculous. Fabulous. And so I want to do more of that. But sometimes as a musician, we're we're gigging so much mm-hmm. that it's hard to create. So um, I want to do a little artist retreat for myself. Just take a couple days and and just noodle. I just want to noodle for a bit because I want to make things that that feel right for the direction that I'm going. When I'm walking down the hallway at work or at home... I will hum or I will sing because I am not a professional musician. This is something that you do all the time. Do you find yourself suddenly humming a song without expecting to or something pops into your head, even if it's not your favorite song, and there you are belting it out, standing around at home folding laundry? Mm-hmm. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. But I, but I find that that happens less frequently when my brain is super full. Yeah. So I just need to empty it out and give it room to think. You know, it's hard to do that when you're when you're charting tunes or learning new things or... So um, I take a lot of notes in my notes app of, you know, um, either ideas that I have, sometimes just a title. I think, oh, that could be a cool title. What could I make that would support that? And then my voice memos app has a lot of just riffs or hums or things that I try to capture in the moment so that when I have the, the space, I can make something of it. I think that Leslie's too shy to ask, but I think what she said right there is anytime you come up with a fun little idea or yeah. a riff or I do, yeah. she'd like us to record that in notes and just email it to her. That's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's, I mean, what, that's I'm hearing. what I heard too, but, yeah. but of course, Leslie is too too kind to be yeah. that forward. So I just didn't want to say it. Well, but. I think it's time. I think it's time for us to take the friendship to that level where we share our yeah. creative thoughts. Let's do thoughts a shared our, Google Drive let's folder. Let's do it. This let's is a great it. idea because I have an amazing reinterpretation of the acapella theme song to Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, oh. uh, and that I would really like to share and possibly perform live this weekend with you. And mine will just be dad jokes. As songs or just telling dad jokes? I think I think you just made it even better by saying, let's do dad jokes as songs, and, and then we I'll do a full musical. Did we just make a band? We did. Okay. And they're called, it's called Dad Jokes. Yeah. And um, and Sean, I'm more than happy to let you take center stage on yeah. that one. Anyway, luckily that none of that's ever going to happen. What is going to happen, <laughs> what is going to happen is tomorrow there's going to be a very spooky, very entertaining and lovely show at the Granada Theater in South Minneapolis, just south of Lake Street. It's Saturday, a- right? 
What did I say? You said tomorrow. That's what I meant by tomorrow okay. being Friday. I meant the day after tomorrow, <laughs> Saturday. Sorry, I got a little ahead of myself right. there. But it is going to be Saturday, and if you want to know more, go to the Granada's website, go to Leslie's website, and get yourself tickets, and have a lovely evening. And later on, when half the crowd runs screaming because a giant spider is attacking, mm-hmm. that'll be me. So I'll be looking for the green room after that, because I will be worn out. Great. I'm going as Wilbur if he's doing the spider. Oh, I love that. What are you doing? I'll be Wilbur. Some pig. That's <laughs> some pig. Terrific. Um, Leslie, thank you for taking the time this morning. Thank you very oh, much for, for coming by. Me. And good luck with the gig this weekend. Thank and you. I hope that you get the quietest, loneliest, grooviest, most relaxing January you've ever had in your life. Oh, let it be so. Oh, let it be so. All right, we're not going to leave without hearing one of your songs because that is simply not allowed, especially when you are the talent that you are. So tell me why you like this song and why this is the one we're going to round out the show with. No Moon at All. I uh, I always thought this song kind of had a creepy vibe, and it's always made me feel a little bit on the edge. So when I put it together for the record, I worked with... Um, I was I was thinking about arranging it a la serial killer. So um, to me, it's like walking down the street and someone's behind you. Ooh. Um, certainly not what the song was intended for. No, but um, that's how it's always resonated with me. have dimmed their light stars have disappeared from sight and there's no moon at all don't make a sound it's so dark even Fado is afraid to bark what a perfect chance to park and there's no moon at all should we walk Atmosphere for inspiration, dear. One kiss will make it clear. Tonight is right and bright, moonlight might interfere. No moon at all up above. This is nothing like they told us of. And to think we fell in love. Just to think we fell in love And there's no moon 